This is the finale of Healthier Humans. And so turn to your neighbor and go, oh, man, man. What's he going to do, Bible now? You know, like, uh, this has been a, uh, uh, just an incredible series. And it's been fun to see uh, over, what, six weeks, six weeks of getting healthy. In the beginning of this uh, collection of talks, uh, uh, we know healthy equals whole. And our goal by the end of this six, seven weeks is for all of us in this room to say, I am whole. I am healthier. Uh, man, Jesus is making me better. I'm on a spiritual journey. And that is a great thing to say. And so how many by faith can say, I'm wholer, I'm healthier, I'm better. Uh, I'm still healing. I'm still on a journey. I'm rooted. Uh, over 80 people in rooted groups. All that's taking place. And so, man, it's been fun because we started off with put on your true self, take off your old self. Then it was, a, a, I serve a crucified Jesus. Uh, and that, what? What am I doing? All right. Am I doing okay? And what? what? Well, people are laughing at me. Uh, then I'm limited, but I'm not restricted. And then healthy humans grieve. And there's grandpa in my bones. And then we press on with, with maturity. And just so you know, every one of these had a topic. And so really, put on, put off was healthy identity. And then it was healthy religion. And then it was healthy weakness. It's okay to be weak. And then it was healthy grief. And how many know healthy history? Kimberly Malloy, man, she just, she just knocked out of the park. And so Kimberly Malloy did a phenomenal job uh, with, I got Jesus in my heart, but I got grandpa in my bones. So we got to look at our history. And then we did, we did healthy love because really maturity is motive and motive is loving people. That, that man, the, 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 the main characteristic of healthy spiritual emotional maturity is loving people. But then here's the last one today. And, and I really want to stress, today it's a, it's a finale. So I've had to be really disciplined and not like, you know, like let's do two-hour sermon, you know, and let's just get it all uh, under wraps so that we can go into trick-or-treating and then we can go into POD and then we can go into Advent season with Christmas and all those things. But this is the last uh, uh, attribute of this entire collection of talks that I really believe is going to help make all of this happen. I really believe that without this particular one today that we're going to talk about, I really believe we can't do any of these. We can't do any of these. So if you got your Bibles out, let's go to Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3, we're going to go back to the beginning. And we've been sitting in this verse for a while as well as other portions of Scripture. And, uh, and, but here's what it says in Genesis chapter 3. So make sure you got your Bibles out. We have free Bibles available on the site. I know you got your iPhones, your Android, flip phone. We just, we love you. Get that paperback going and get your Bible app. I want you to take notes today. Please take notes. Take photos in there. Notes app, Facebook posts, whatever you can do. I uh, really believe, uh, man, I just, I shouldn't say I believe. I know that we can retain something powerful, but the enemy can take it from our mind, but he can't take it off our paper. Can't take it off our note app, all right? And so here's Genesis chapter 3. Then the, I, I love this church. I love you guys. Come on, somebody. Remember, the, the louder you are, the quicker I actually go, you know. The quieter you are, I try to win you over, and we're here forever. Then the eyes of Adam and Eve were open. How many know the story of Adam and Eve? Right? 
Uh, God placed Adam on this planet. He said, Adam, you know, I want you to have dominion, name all the animals. He was doing a terrible job. So then, no, okay. And so he said, it's not good for man to be alone. So he laid him to sleep, took a rib out of him, made Eve. There's Adam and Eve. He said, you could have all this freedom, but you cannot eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Do not eat from that tree, but you eat from all the trees. There's tons of trees. Eat from all those trees. And so then Eve was uh, deceived by the serpent. And the serpent said, did God really say? Did he really say? And that's what the enemy does. He doesn't just tell a full lie. He tells half truths. And so he just tried to twist and he's really good at what he does. And, and then it says this, when they ate the fruit, then both of their eyes were open and they knew they were naked. They knew they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and they made themselves loincloth. They covered themselves up. They ate it and went, ah, 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 you know, and then put clothes on and, and made loincloth. I don't know how they did it. They're like, I'm going to make a little, you know, a little Louis, you know, I don't know. Louis Vuitton. <laughs> I don't have a biblical reference. Leviticus Levon. I don't know. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden. This was the privilege they had. They heard the sound of the Lord walking in the cool of day, not the extreme winds of Las Vegas. Good Lord. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And I like this, but the Lord God called to Adam and he said, where are you? Now, I mean, you know, God doesn't ask questions because he doesn't know. He's asking questions to make sure, do you know? So he said, where are you? And he said, I heard you coming, so I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. I was open and I hid myself. I was naked, afraid, so I hid. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this word. Father, I pray for every single person watching online. That Father, I thank you for every person in this house today. I thank you for every person that's going to watch this on YouTube and, and Spotify later. That Father, I pray you begin to touch our hearts today. Father, I pray with this finale. The Father, I pray we carry this message with us, not just in this lifetime, but through our children and our grandchildren, to let us know that we can be whole in Christ, that we can be healthy in Christ, that we don't have to be ashamed, we don't have to be afraid. And so, Father, I just thank you for what you're doing. And Holy Spirit, I pray, the Bible says the, the, the last shall become first. So, Father, I pray for the Patriots fan, the audience today. May his team win on Monday night. And, Father, you just do a hooky and bears win. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. So here's the, I love you, brother. Okay, so here's the, here is kind of the, 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 the finale. But really, we have to pray about this and say, okay, we, you know, we have a health, you know, healthy identity, healthy religion, healthy history. Uh, man, healthy, we're, we're putting off the bad, put on the good, uh, the false, and, and the true self. And, and then we're even pressing on with love, and we're loving people to the best of, best of our abilities. But I want to take it back to us just one more time. I really believe that the healthiest humans are vulnerable humans. Vulnerable humans. Now, um, as for me, there's a, there's a tension. There's for me, it's going, I, why, why do we show up today? Like, why am I at church today? They're going to talk about vulnerability and being vulnerable. And I remember once I went to, I visited a church, and because uh, I, I used to work for a traveling evangelist, sat down there, and then they were like, um, so around the room, share with us your, your biggest, like, sin secrets, what they said, sin secret. How about you go first? And I was like, I don't know anybody in this room, you know, like, <laughs> I ain't sharing nothing, you know. 
And uh, uh, I was like, my sin secret is I work too hard by Felicia. You know what I mean? Like, so I want you to know vulnerability without boundaries is just manipulation. But the most healthiest humans are vulnerable humans. And I love what Brene Brown says. This is one of her uh, definitions is vulnerability is not winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up when you can't control the outcome. It's just having courage to show up. We've been doing that in our rooted groups. I've talked to someone even before service. Day one, we thought we would just kind of do icebreakers, but no, day one, people were vulnerable. And in that vulnerability, they were finding healing. And so vulnerable, it comes from the root word uh, vulnerare. And vulnerable, which is vulnerare, which actually means to wound. And so this is one of the reasons why I don't think we're vulnerable as a, as a church body, as human beings. One of the reasons why we're not vulnerable is because once upon a time, we were once transparent and vulnerable and someone hurted us. With that information or... Maybe they didn't handle it the way we wanted it handled. Or maybe many of us, really, if you begin to break down this translation, really it means I have to share something that wounded me. And this is why I want to be vulnerable. And for many of us, vulnerable really means wounded. And when we get wounded, we feel shame. We feel shame. And we see this. Adam and Eve made a mistake. And Adam and Eve, the God, God, God called to Adam, said, where are you? And he said, I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. I hid. That sounds like shame to me. Yeah. I hid. I, I, it's like God didn't wound him. Like the, the serpent wounded him because he got tricked. Or, or they got tricked. And, and so because of that, they realized knowledge of good and evil. And then they realized we were naked, so they realized they, they had to go hide and they were full of shame. This is a great definition of shame. Kimberly Malloy uh, touched on this so well. But I love this definition. Shame is, is the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed. And therefore, we are unworthy of love, belonging, and connection. So one way or another, we've been wounded. In one way or another, we were either vulnerable by choice or we were vulnerable not by choice. And when that occurred, maybe it wasn't handled well, or maybe you revealed a wound, and because you had that wound, you felt ashamed. You felt like you were flawed. You felt like you were unworthy of love, of belonging, of connection. So here's how shame shows up. Shame shows up as perfectionism. Sometimes one of the most shameful individuals that just, they, they don't feel like they have love or belonging or connection. They're one of the most, they're, they're the ones that are like OCD, like I'm so perfect. Everything has to be just right. Or if there's favoritism, or there's gossiping, or there's back-channeling, or comparison, or maybe your self-worth is tied to your productivity. And we've been hitting this, that we want to do for God out of a deep sense of being with God. Not just do for God without being with God. There's harassment, discrimination, there's power over, there's bullying, there's blaming, there's teasing, and then there's as well as there's cover-ups. And we see this. In Genesis, we see that Adam and Eve, they realize, oh, we're naked. I'm so ashamed. We're naked because we, we disobeyed God. And so what they did is they took fig leaves and loincloths and they began to cover themselves. Now, for us in this context, we go, well, I'm already wearing nice clothes and skinny jeans and uh, with cool crinkles. I don't know what these are. And, you know, like, like what, what does this mean for us today? 
I understand the fig leaves and loincloth, and thank goodness our, our clothing choices have, have, have advanced <laughs> since this day. <laughs> but there's different ways that we cover up. And I call these uh, um, shame shields. Shame shields. And I found this at a Halloween store, and so that's why it's pretty religious looking. <laughs> there are no choices, all right? And, uh, but a lot of times we have our shame shields. When we feel shame, we put up a wall. It's almost like going back to our boundaries series, that we don't have just fences and boundaries, we have, we have brick walls because we've been wounded or hurt or, or we, we feel like we're not worthy or we feel deeply flawed. And so we put up shields. You can put up a shield and you can be, you, you, you can be in the middle of a church service and still have a shield on. You could be in a marriage and still have your shield up. Sometimes that shield comes away, and man, I think powerful things can happen, but sometimes ugly things can happen too. Because we do messy here at Avenue. But a lot of times we, we put our shame shields up. And so the moment something happens, there's really three, uh, and this is from lost scientific study, things like that, but there's really three shame shields that occur. And the first one is there's the moving away shield. Where we move away and we go, nope, 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 I, no, no, I don't think so. I'm not, nope, I, I, I feel, I'm, I'm afraid. I need to just go. I need to get away. And it's not just physically, but it's also emotionally, mentally. And so what happens is we withdraw or we go and hide. A lot of times we silence ourselves. That, that maybe the enemy hasn't silenced your voice. Maybe you silenced your voice without knowing that you are worthy, and you are intelligent, and you are a major contributor to the kingdom of heaven. A lot of times we keep secrets. There's an old phrase, you're only sick as your secrets. But we just do this, we go, nope, I'm, no, I'm good, I'm fine. A lot of times when we, we, we put this on when we leave the home and we take this off when we enter the home and we have two separate identities. And we got to make sure that we understand what our shame shield is. We numb. This is a society we numb with everything. Not just like drugs and alcohol. It could be food. It could be Netflix. It could be entertainment. It can be our calendar. It can be uh, avoiding the hard things and doing only easy things. There's many different ways that we can numb. There's isolation. There's avoiding. Uh, there's patterns. There's addictive patterns and addictive behaviors that we do. It's not always just sin, but it's keeping you from your God-given destiny. And so we, we, we move away. And this was, I found this, I had an aha moment this week. This, is, this, this blew me away when it comes to numbing, that you can't selectively numb emotions. You can't say, I'm going to numb the bad ones, I'm going to do the good ones. What's interesting is they, they found through study that when you numb hard feelings, you also numb the good emotions. You numb gratitude and joy. You know what that means? You can't hide the shame shield. That you try to numb the bad feelings, but you end up numbing all feelings. And I believe that somebody in this room, you're going to walk out of here with love and joy that you haven't experienced, and I'm going to guess for two or three years. And something's going to happen in your heart where today you're going to have the opportunity to lay your shields down. And for you to open up your heart and be able to see what God can do in your life. The second one is, is, is we move towards. We move towards. 
This is a shame shield. We, we move towards. So what does this mean? We, we are seeking to appease and please. This is what I do sometimes, right? I go, I don't feel worthy or flaw. Please like me. Please like me. I'm going to make sure you like me. Why are you, why are you nodding your head? Yes, Pastor Lindsay. I'm trying to be transparent here. What happens is we, we try to please people. We say yes to everything and we say no to, to nothing. We try to people please. We, we try to fit in. We try to be perfect. And a lot of times when you're perfect, you're, you're doing it alone. It's just me, myself, and I. Or, or we say yes when you want to say no. Can we be real in this house today? Who has ever said yes when you wanted to say no? Come on, somebody. And the good news is you're still here today. Come on. <laughs> this morning you're like, no. Go to church. I don't want to. But a lot of times we move towards, we, we move towards, and, and can I tell you, I always thought shaming was always a way. It blew my mind that it was also moving towards. Yeah. I will not be shamed, <laughs> ah, you know. I will make sure I, but the third one was, was, was really interesting to me. The third one was that you're moving against. And when you're moving against, you're trying to gain power over others by being aggressive and by using shame to fight shame. Using shame to fight shame. Where you're judging, and we talked about this last week, where there's anger. Or my goodness, I think I shared this a couple weeks ago and people were like, never came back because I threw a water bottle in my neighbor's garage, you know. <laughs> throwing things. <laughs> Don't shame me. Uh, slamming doors where you're coming out swinging. That you have that short temper. And literally, your shame shield, you're not like this. You're like, ah, you know, like, come at me, bro. But you, you would really help me. It helped me to not only identify the, the areas where I shield up. You know, the Bible says there's the armor of God, put on the belt of truth, the, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation. Well, a lot of times, we don't put that on, and we put these on. We put on our, our, our shame armor or our shame shields up. And begin to realize the three different things. That it's not just, I always do this or I always do this. We do all three. Because yeah. everybody in this room deals with shame. Yeah. There is not one single person in this, room, in this house that does not shield with shame in, in one degree or another. But this has also helped me, if you go back to last week, this has helped me to love others better because I now see their shield. Yeah. And I don't shame them for their shield. I want to do what I can to love them with their shield with their wall, with their identity, with whatever they're going through. Now, I really want to encourage us. A lot of times we think, Pastor, this is fine. My shame shield isn't affecting anyone else. It's only affecting me. That's it. Just me. So why can't I have my own shame shield? But you know what really begins to happen is, come on over here, buddy. Come on, somebody. Look at this guy, huh? Hey. This is Levi, my 10-year-old. Yes, he works out. <laughs> but many times as parents or as friends or as individuals, we say, this is fine because this is only, this is only hurting me. I'm not hurting anybody else. But what happens is, I want you to know, shame is contagious. And when I put my shield up, Guess what? My son's going to develop his own shield. 
And if I shame, guess what? He's going to begin to shame, right? So don't shame me after this message at home <laughs> later on. Will you give it up for Levi real quick? Thank you, Sat. Yeah, my boy right there. That's right. He's going to play for the Chicago Bears someday. <laughs> But it's been scientifically shown that shame is contagious. Shame is a contagious emotion. But you know what else is contagious? Love, joy, gratitude. That's a contagious emotion. And so here in the, we'll go back to the garden. Uh, In the garden, it said, uh, God says, have you eaten of the tree which I commanded you not to eat? And the man said, Adam said, this is what Adam said, the woman whom you gave to me... Made me eat it. And so God, God's just even, God's just like, my children. So then God doesn't go like, Adam, you know. And, he, he, and then he turns and, he, and, the God, and then the Lord said to the woman, what is it you've done? And the woman said, the serpent did it. The serpent made me. But you know what's interesting? When you have your shame shield what tends to take place is that we blame. And when we blame, we blame because it's a way to discharge pain and discomfort. As we say, no, 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 it's not, no this is not because of me. It's because of, it's because of them. And this person, and this person. And this person would just do this. And, and this person would, would do that. And, and so I have, I have some good news today as we wrap up this entire collection of talks. I have good news, but I have bad news too. Which one do you want first? Good news? Super. Okay. <laughs> Here's the good news. We need to trust to be vulnerable. And I want to say that this is a great place to be vulnerable. That you could trust here at Avenue Church. Someone told me in their rooted group, they, they, as, they, as they were vulnerable enough to share, they realized that the rest of the group wasn't perfect. Right? And in their vulnerability, others opened up, and then the entire group doesn't go, did you hear, and did you do this, and do? No, the entire group said, you know what? If they're dealing with it, I'm not the only one. We both can get healed through it. We both can get healed through it. So this is the good news. The good news is we need to trust to be vulnerable. But the bad news is we, we need to be vulnerable in order to build trust. Don't you just hate that? That we, we need to trust to be vulnerable, but we, we need to be vulnerable in order to build trust. So who's going to take the first step? Who's going to take the, who's going to, who's going to take the step to be courage, to courageous, to be courageous enough to be vulnerable? So there's four quick ways to be vulnerable. Is number one, I want you to let yourself be seen. We're going to have to get to a point... It might not feel good. It might not be like, oh, that, that perfect setting. You might just have to let yourself be seen. And just say, this is who I am. This is, my, this is what I deal with. This is my weaknesses. These are my fears. Yeah. These are the areas I feel shame. These are... In Genesis chapter 3, it said, and they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden. And I love because the Lord God called to the man, because he already knew where they were, but he said, where are you? I love that God pursued them. 
And God called them out of hiding to be seen. But that's what our Savior does. That he, nothing is by chance. Nothing is by accident. God moves, moves chess pieces around in heaven to make sure you're sitting in your seat today, to make sure you're watching online today, to make sure you come across this video on YouTube, to make sure you have that conversation with someone, to make sure you get into a rooted group or a small group, to make sure you open up your Bible and it falls on that exact page and that exact time that he knows exactly what you need and where you are. Yeah. But we have to allow ourselves to be seen. Second Timothy chapter 2 says, do your best. Do your best to present yourselves to God as one approved. The worker who has, need, has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. It is okay. I want you to be seen. But number two, I want you to love with, with our whole hearts. Love with our whole hearts. I've seen, it's almost like a formula. As I begin to love God, I love myself. I don't love myself because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made every single morning in the mirror. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. But I love myself because I realize as I love God, in return, I realize how much he loves me. And when I realize how much he loves me, guess what? I begin to love myself more. And when I begin to live my, in, in the most godly way, and when I love myself more, I love people better. Yes. And so I want you to love with your whole heart. I found this verse this week, and this is the Passion Translation. We always stick to ESV, NIV, all that. But the Passion Translation hit me right between the eyes. It says, love does not traffic in shame and disrespect. I love that. Nor selfishly seeks his own honor. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. My goodness. Love doesn't smuggle in shame and disrespect. Man. And here's the last, uh, the number three is, I want you to practice gratitude and joy. I want you to practice gratitude and joy. It's a practice. I got to put practice down because it's hard. Thank you, Jesus. Today sucks, you know. It is hard. It's difficult. Thank you, Jesus, that it's not a, you're not a, a genie in a bottle who could wave a wand over my life and make everything so perfect. No, that's not. Say, thank you, Jesus, that I'm on, I am healthier today. Thank you, Jesus, I'm being healed today. Thank you, Jesus, I should be dead today. Thank you, Jesus, that, that you're doing a work in my life. Thank you, Jesus, that the things I went through becomes a testimony. I think that the things that hurt me can heal someone else. That Father, I thank you for that. And, and I love this in uh, Isaiah 61. Instead of your shame, there will be a double portion. This is the harvest year in Jesus' name, right? Instead of dishonor, they will rejoice in their lot. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess a double portion, and they shall have everlasting joy. It is my prayer today you walk out of here with joy. Not shame, not unworthiness, but love and joy and belonging and a heart of gratitude. Because to feel safe and vulnerable is to feel alive. The truth will set you free. And there's nothing like having a safe place to open up and to be naked, right? You'll feel alive. Just say, God, I thank you I could be vulnerable. Yes. I thank you I could be open. And Father, I thank you that I'm, it's a safe place to do this. 
But I also have a pro tip for you, all right? This is kind of the, the Pastor Jeremy side of things, right? We do a lot of Bible, a lot of study. But here's a pro tip. You ready for this? Uh, laugh at yourself. That's my pro tip for you today, all right? Laugh at yourself, all right? Please laugh at yourself. I mean, the dumbest little things. For me, I'm like, uh, you know, I try, anytime I do something silly, why are you laughing? <laughs> She's laughing at me. She's shaming me, everybody. No, but I laugh at myself all the time. There's things I do, and you're, she's going to tell me, and 11 a.m. is going to have a really good illustration, right? Okay, and so I just, I, I do my best to laugh at yourself. It is okay to laugh at yourself. Sometimes the greatest shamers is ourselves. You need to stop shaming you. Yes. And we just need to laugh at ourselves. Go, I can't believe I did that. That's hilarious. But here's the last one. I believe this is going to be tough for many of us, but I want you to believe that you are enough. Here it is. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we had, um, I had like Tupperwares, right? Little containers. Yeah. And in those containers, it was like, this is my work identity, and this is my home identity. And, and you know, sometimes we get those mixed up, right? We're like, I just love you guys, you know, at work. And they're, you know, or we come home and go, I hate you guys, you know. But we have these little containers. I want you to not think about that one area of your life that you're like, this is all good. I'm fine. I'm good at what I do. I'm content here. I want you to pull out that shame container. And as you pull out that shame container, I want you to tell yourself that I am enough. I'm going to take a step further because this is more than just a self-help, self-talk message today. But Genesis chapter 3 verse 21 is that then the Lord God, he made for Adam and for his wife garments of skin, and he clothed them. Yeah. Notice God didn't come to the garden. He didn't go, hey, where are you guys? I know you screwed up. It wasn't like a horror flick where he was like, come out, come out, wherever you are. Here's God. <laughs> you're laughing because you're thinking it, huh? But you what I love about our Savior our, 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 not just our, it's our, he's our heavenly father. But I love that he said, where are you? He gave them opportunity to reveal themselves. God gave them the opportunity to say, I'm right here. And we were afraid. You know what they're doing? They're confessing. We were afraid. They didn't even say we messed up. They're just, we were afraid. And we realized we were naked and we hid. And then after that, they started blaming. And I love that our, our God, he didn't say, what's wrong with you? And those things. No, he, he took an animal and made garments for them. He covered them. And for years, I've always heard that covering is his presence. His covering is his, it's just his love. Now, he removed them from the garden because he's afraid that they're going to eat of the tree of life and live forever. And so, yes, there was consequences for that. And so many of us, we can probably get stuck there because I feel like the Holy Spirit to some, to some of those that, that, that you're like, you're theologians, you know the word, but you're, you're allowing that half-truth because we always forget about what Jesus did, that Jesus died on the cross. And when he died, that the veil tore in half so we can have complete access to Jesus. I want you to know shame is the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed. I don't want you just to believe in yourself today and go, I can do, I can do this, I can do all. I want you to believe 
I want you to believe in who you are in Christ. I want you to believe in yourself the way God believes in you. Because here's what worthiness is. If you don't feel worthy, worthiness means a strong sense of love and a strong sense of, belief, uh, of belonging. And this is what I love about God's word. I, I used to say this all the time, right? We used to always say like, heal people, heal people. Amen? Found people, find people. But I want to take it a step further, and this is from some great advice, but a lot of times we go, I can't do this until I'm this. But friends, I want to tell you, you're worthy. You are worthy. And so we're going to change the statement to healing people, heal people. Those that are on a spiritual journey, heal people. Because James chapter 5, it says that, that, that if we committed sins, we will be forgiven. God will always forgive us. We confess with our mouth that he is Lord of our life, right? He will, he will forgive us of our sins. Therefore, confess your sins to one another. That's vulnerability. And pray for one another so that you may be healed. God will always forgive you, but he chooses to use people to heal you, to go on that journey with you. So friends, you are worthy to be healed. You're worthy to be loved. You're worthy to be free. You're worthy to be healthy and whole. Will you stand with me, please, as I close out? I'm going to close out in prayer just for a second. But this is what authentic vulnerability is. It's truth. It's confession. It's repentance. But it's also worship. I love the word worship because worship comes from the root, it's called worth-ship. And when we worship God who is worthy, worship's not for us, it's for him. But shameful people have a hard time worshiping. But as I worship the one who is worthy, I realize I am worthy to worship the one who is worthy. That, that I could trust him, that I'm safe with him, that I begin to realize who I am in Christ. The vulnerability is not winning or losing. It's the courage to show up. So just do me a favor. Every head bowed, have eye closed. I just feel this, a great way to end this collection of talks, healthier humans. I want to give you the opportunity to be vulnerable. And in that vulnerability, yes, open your heart to God. And we're about to pray a prayer where we can give our hearts to him, where we can confess and we can repent just between you and Jesus. But if you're here today, I just want to take just a few, few minutes. And you're ready to lay down your shame shield. You're tired of holding it. You're tired of, of owning it. You're tired of identifying with it. And you want God to heal your heart. You want to do what God exactly said. God said, where are you? Did you want the opportunity to come out of hiding? Which, can I be real? Sometimes we can hide in our seats, in our rows, in our pews. I want to give you the opportunity today to step out of your row, 
and to come forward. And I would love to pray with every single person who does come forward, just corporately. We're going to sing a song with our worship team to have the opportunity to worship. But when you come up right in that front row, right as you, as you enter into this altar area from that front row, I want you to mentally lay down your shame shield and to know this is a safe place. But this is the place where I believe that you're going to drop your shield and there's going to be love and joy and peace in your heart. And so that's you today. I'm going to pray. But if that's you today, remember, vulnerability is hard. I want you right now, just step out of your seat and just come forward. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to single you out. Just, just step out of your seat and just come on forward. And it is okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be open. Come on. And prayer team, if you're available, just come and put a hand on, on the back of somebody. Um, just this scripture came to my, my mind where they said, God, we, are, we, were, we were naked and, and, and so we were afraid and we hid. And this is for somebody in this room today. And God said, who told you? Who told you you were not enough? Who told you that you need to hide? Who told you? And that, that's for somebody today. Someone's been telling you you're something that when you're not that thing. And, and, and who is that today? Just raise a hand. Just put it up. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you out. But I believe that for somebody just to step out and just to come forward. And in this moment of vulnerability, I wish we can go hours and hours and hours. But if you're on the front today, I want you to just hold hands up as an act of surrender. I want you to hold your hands up where your shield used to be. And I want you just to say, Jesus, heal my heart. Jesus, help me to know that, God, I have courage to show up today. But Holy Spirit, do what only you can do. Because, Father, you are worthy. Therefore, I am worthy. Now, Father, I pray for every single person up front here today. Father, I thank you that they were fearfully and wonderfully made. Now, Father, I thank you they're not defined by their past. Father, I thank you that, Father, they're not defined by their shame or their wounds. Now, Father, I thank you that they, they can lay down any uh, uh, addictive behaviors. They can lay down any false mindsets, Father. That God, I pray today, going all the way back to seven weeks ago, that they are putting off shame. They are putting off the hurt and the pain, Father. I pray that they put on love and gratitude and peace. Holy Spirit, today, we thank you that the fruit of the Spirit is love, it's joy, it's peace. So Jesus, today, fill us with your fruit. Fill us with your Spirit. May we have love in our hearts again. May we have joy in our hearts again. May, may we laugh at ourselves again. You have permission to be exactly who God has called you to be. Uh, someone spoke to your calling and said, you don't, you don't get to, you, you're not supposed to do that or your gender or your kind. And I speak to that lie in the mighty name of Jesus. You are called and you are sent by God. We don't need another duplicate. We need an authentic you to advance the kingdom of heaven. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, you are worthy to be loved. You are worthy to be loved today.
Come on, church, will you just raise your hands? Will you worship with me just for a second? Rebecca's going to close us out in a second. thank you. And Father, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, if there's anyone in this room today, the Father, I want every single person to know this is the journey. This is not the end game. This is the beginning. Because the Father, I pray continually to help us to feel like we're worthy. That you're worthy to be praised. Therefore, you love me. And we are worthy to advance the kingdom of heaven. So Father, I just pray for every single person that's here today. I even uh, connect one day in my ear for some reason. Um, you want to serve, but you haven't served because you've been shamed. And you'll feel like you're worthy to serve. I'm going to give you permission to do that, to go to connect one day, to begin that process, begin that journey. All right. But if you're here today and you say, I want to give Jesus my heart and my life. I want to repent of my sins. I want to be made new today. Just raise a hand. And we're going to close out in prayer just for a second. I see that hand. I see it. I see it. Yep, yep, yep. I see it. I see it. Let's all pray to prayer. Say, dear Jesus, say thank you for dying on the cross. Say, I repent of my sins. Say, be Lord of my life. Say, the best way you know how, I'm going to live for you. Say, I now know who I am. I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God.